Hey man, good morning everybody. Good morning. Happy Sabbath. Let us give God a hand, clap of praise today. Amen. 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 Just to uh wanna open up our Sabbath school services and I ask that uh Deacon uh Stark will open us up with a word of prayer. Amen. Amen. And we'll pray. Our Father, our Father, who art in heaven, Father. Right now, Father, we just want to take time and pause. Father, we know this is Thanksgiving time again. We just want to give you the thanks, Father. Amen. Thank you for allowing us to have the opportunity to come in once again and bring forth your word, Father. Father, thank you that all of us are in good health. We haven't come to the virus. We know it's ravishing this, this whole state, this city, this nation, this world, Father. And we just want to thank you for your protection for all the members Sabbath rest, all the members of our immediate families and stuff, Father. We just want to thank you, Father. But sometimes we just don't take time enough to thank you. We're always asking for things. We're never giving thanks. So let us just stop and pause and thank you, Father. Thank you for sending your son. We know it's through his blood and the beating and, and the rising again, Father, that we are now allotted this opportunity to be healed, Father. And Father, we just ask for all of us who do have loved ones who are in the hospital. Malisha's friend, my friend Phil, Jack's friend, Pastor Chapman's friend, and for all the others who have friends and relatives that's fighting this virus, Father, please comfort them, be with them, and heal them, and your son, Yeshua, Hamas, she has mighty name. Mm -hmm. Father, right now, we just ask that you be with Deacon Carey, Father, allow the Holy Spirit to rest the room and abide on him. Father, let him bring forth the word, let him bring forth the word that you want us to hear, and let us rightfully divide your word. And as we get ready to go into the next phase of service, be with Pastor Chapman as it brings forth and allow him to bring the word that you're choosing for us to hear on this day. And as always, Father, be sure to give you all the honor, all the praise, and all the glory. In Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 We're going to go ahead and open up uh, the floor for testimony time. How good has God been in your life uh, this morning, this week, this year, this month? Uh, just give uh, God some reverence today. Uh, this is the opportunity uh, for anyone that's uh, under the sound of my voice mm -hmm. to uh, give a testimony of how, how good God has been in your life. And um, if you're on through uh, Facebook uh, Live and through our anchor, you can go ahead and uh, type in uh, your testimony of how good has God been in your life uh, today, this week, this month, and this year. Amen. 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 We want to give everyone an opportunity. Amen. Amen. First, give an honor to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. There was something I seen this week, and it, I don't care if you're a sports fan or not, go to ESPN mm -hmm. and click on this story about Baltimore Moore. Mm -hmm. It's a story of a 14-year-old boy, mm -hmm. and he had a form of cancer. That, man, this is something straight from the pits of hell because it's multiple cancers. And just go click this story. If you go to ESPN.com, mm -hmm. click on Baltimore Mode. Because for all of us who have any kind of little aches and pains, mm -hmm. you think that, you know, it, man, I cried. Mm -hmm. it, for somebody to suffer like that, mm -hmm. but watch that voice, attitude. Come on, man. So please, go to ESPN.com. <coughs> Click on Baltimore Mo the next time you got a little ache of pain. Mm -hmm. 
and truly see what they contain in. Amen. 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 Anybody else testimony time? Amen. Amen. First, giving honor to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. All my brothers that said it just in the house this morning. Amen. Amen. Just want to thank God, amen, for another opportunity, another holy Sabbath day that we get to come and praise and worship his holy and righteous name. I thank God for other Sabbath, the day we get to pull away from the world and be able to shut things down and just to be able to relax our minds, our bodies, our souls, to be able to commune with him, uh, commune with our families, and spend time with ourselves, amen. And sometimes we forget how important that is that we would have a self-time. Amen. So just want to thank God, being in my right mind, strengthening my body, amen, able to run, jump, skip, and hop. Uh, life is still a joy. My children are doing well. My grandchildren are doing well. Finances are doing well. So I just really thank God for all the things that he's doing in my life and just blessing him because uh, in this tumultuous time that we live in, uh, there, there are struggling people all around us, and, and I had to admit that I'm so blessed that I couldn't even see it. Mm -hmm. And we would look at those people and food lines and things of that nature and come to some type of conclusion about those people, but we uh, just need to thank God that we are so blessed Amen. that we can actually support those lines Amen. instead of being in those lines. So I thank God just for the other opportunity once again to come in and tell him thank you. That's what this day is for, that we would come present ourselves before him, uh, holy and righteous and pleasing, hallelujah, and tell him thank you for all the things that he is doing through uh, the blood of his son Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and through us, which makes up the family of God. So uh, thank you today, God. I love you, I trust you, and I honor you, God. I'm waiting on you to come and get me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Anybody else testimony time? Amen. Uh, just first giving honor to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, just to give uh, God some reverence today, just being thankful to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Uh, we know that we're in the season of uh, Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. and um, we should be thankful each and every day that God blesses us and touches us when we wake up in the morning. We shouldn't take uh, November, the month of November, November to be a month uh, to to recognize uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, so I'm thankful that uh, each and every day that we wake up in the morning, we we uh the some of the brothers here at the ministry we jump on the phone line and we pray and we're so thankful uh that god touches us each and every day and uh on that thursday morning uh i thought about this with all of this stuff that's going on with the COVID and the coronavirus and everything usually we usually go out and we usually go and and serve the, uh, the people we usually go out and and fix lunches and uh, plates and things and go out and serve it to the less fortunate. And this COVID thing has just really just totally just uh, put a, a halt to some of the stuff that uh, we're accustomed to doing, but we shouldn't uh, never forget. Uh, we should uh, always be mindful that there are people less fortunate than us that are, are seeking and needing some help. So uh, my, uh, my, prayer today is that uh, if it's on your heart and your mind today to go out and want to bless someone today whether you're in the stores uh, whether you are out and about shopping they got uh, like a, a Salvation Army uh, can uh, the bell ringers out already right now drop a little change in the uh, in the cans to help out uh, someone help out a family member uh, if you uh, have leftovers that you may be thinking about throwing away 
don't you pack it up into some to-go containers and maybe possibly go out and uh, give it to the less fortunate. Because uh, we tend to look at our, sometimes we don't even have a lack. Sometimes we, we just so uh, wasteful and sometimes we just so, we just uh, so easy to just throw stuff away and, and, and look past some of the stuff that we look every day. And so many people out in the world that are seeking for the, some of the things that we have. So <clears throat> let us be mindful of uh, some of the things. If you got old clothes that you thinking about throwing away in a trash can, go out and give it to the uh, to the United Board of Missions or uh, drop it off to those uh, to the less fortunate, amen. We can make the world such a better place if we uh, just do our part. And as Christians, brothers and sisters, our number one job is to go out into the world spreading the gospel, amen? And we should be able to uh, lend a helping hand, amen? Because God has blessed us with so much, amen? Uh, any more testimonies? How good has God been in your life today? Amen, amen. If not, we're going to go ahead and jump into the lesson. And we've been talking uh, a lot this quarter about education uh, coming from teaching our teaching education from the Bible. And today's lesson is education in arts and science. <clears throat> the memory text is coming from Psalms 19. And it says that the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Amen. Amen. Education includes what has been called the arts and sciences. But when we learn or teach the arts and science from a biblical perspective, what does this imply? Are we simply offering select Bible verses that relate to a particular aspect of modern medicine? Or art history, for example. In doing, we can relate. We can relate our practical lessons to the amazing power of God in creating our complex world. But a simple incorporation of scripture in a textbook lesson is only a small part of true education. The education that is salvific, salvific, and redemptive. Now, I took the time and looked up the definition of salvatic, and it is leading to salvation, and redemptive is acting to save someone for error or evil. For such an education truly to function, we need God's word to inform the teaching of every discipline from humanity to molecular biology. Molecular biology. Without it, we can lose sight. <coughs> excuse me, of God's enormity, His sovereignty as Creator and sustainer of our world. In learning to see how God views His creation as organic and purpose-filled, we could come we come closer to understanding how certain disciplines could and should be taught. This week we look at some principles involved in how we can teach the arts and sciences from the Christian and perspective, from the Christian perspective and worldview. Amen. And when uh, 
just thinking about the title of the lesson of education of arts and science science uh when you go out into the world and you just take the time to look at especially at night when you take the time and you look at the sky and you see the stars and all of these things in the sky do you ever think to yourself like are you say to yourself what an amazing job that God has what God has done because if you think about the world that we live the world the actual world the world is like a it's like a a ball that's sitting on a uh, sitting on an axis and it's rotating uh, can you think about I thought about uh, pastor had like a little globe in his office and it's on a little like a little ball but I think about if man would have created if man would have created the world and he couldn't have created the world because if he'd have put it on the axis the axis probably would have broke by now or something or you know what I'm saying? It's been some kind of defect in a part of or something like that. So you look at <clears throat> the world and just last, not last night, a couple of nights ago, I was looking at the stars and they had a star that was just flickering. And I was like, man, I'm just, it's just amazing that, that the beauty, the sky, when it's clear, clear sky, you see the stars and you just, uh, just be amazed at the handiwork of God and how he has, uh, created some things and we're going to start talking about how you have to incorporate God when you're talking about science and arts because God is the creator he is the uh, he created this world amen the Lord alone there is evidence of the living God in all of his creation. This statement has been reported so often that it has become cliche. When we consider, for example, the heart of God in creating this world, which humans have proceeded to damage and more, we may come closer to how we can best teach the arts and science. The human gestation period, for example, biology tells us that new intelligent human life emerges from one fertilized egg and grows to full gestation after nine months. The marks of a living creature are all throughout this cycle. The loving kindness of God can be seen in the place that a fetus develops. Right below the study, the, right below the steady beatings of a mother's heart. As the fetus enlarges, so does the mother's abdomen, right out in front of her person. The expected mother is always the expected mother is made always aware of her child, just as our heavenly Father is always aware of His children. Let's turn our Bibles to Luke chapter eight, verse eleven, and uh, whoever gets there first, stand and read Luke chapter eight, verse eleven. Amen. Luke chapter 8, verse 11. It says, Now the parable in this, the seed, the word of God. 
Now take, for instance, uh, a, a woman who has, uh, who is pregnant. And the, the lesson says how life emerges from a fertilized egg and grows into full uh, gestation after nine months. Now it starts something very, very small. And you can see throughout the course of nine months how uh, big uh, the, 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 the woman's uh, abdomen gets. And the reason why I choose Luke chapter 8, verse 11, because if you go and read Luke chapter 8, verse 11, it talks about the word of God starting as a seed. Luke chapter 8, verse 11 says, Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. See, when you got the word of God, when you plant, when you first plant that seed in you, the word of God, when you first plant that seed, you got to be able to nurture it so that seed may be able to take root and grow. You can't just, uh, you can't not use what God has uh, placed inside of you. So I use that analogy when we look at the growth of a child nine months and the growth of our spiritual life. Once God plants the seed in us and it takes root, it's going to grow and we're going to grow spiritually uh, in our Christian walk. Now I have three uh, it says read Romans 1 18 through 21 Psalms 19, 1 through 6, and Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 6. Uh, if you can, Deacon Craig, find Romans 1, 18, 1 through 21. Elder Cole, if you can, find Psalms 19, 1 through 6. And Pastor, if you can, find Nehemiah chapter 9 through 6. But I want to start at Old Testament. I want the Old Testament uh, scriptures to be read first and then we're going to jump into the Romans, what? Romans chapter 1 verses 18 through 21 and his question is what does God what do they tell us about God's work as our creator Psalms 19 who got Psalms 19 1 through 6 the heavens declare the glory of God the stars proclaim the work of Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech, they have no word, no sound is heard from them. Their voice goes out to all their, their words to the ends of the world. In the heaven, God has pierced his tent for the sun. It is like a bridge of bridegroom coming out of his tent. Like a camp rejoicing to run his race. It rises at one end of the, of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Blessed is the tribe of the one. Amen. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 6. Heaven, the heaven of the heaven, with all their hosts, 
the earth of all the things that are therein, the seas and all that's therein, and thou preservest them all, and the host of heaven worship thee. Amen. Uh, Deacon Craig, Romans 1, 18 through 21. Mm -hmm. All right. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness mm -hmm. and all unrighteousness, unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. Because what, what might be known of God is manifested in them. For God has shown it to them. Mm -hmm. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. Mm -hmm. Even his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds, and four-legged animals, mm -hmm. and creeping things. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. We better start giving God some acknowledgement and some reverence mm -hmm. as our creator. Mm -hmm. And stop giving man all the glory. Because, like it said at the top of the lesson, it says that when we consider... For example, the heart of God in creating this world, which humans have proceeded to damage and mar, we must come closer to how we can best teach the arts and science. And the best thing I can say about that is just don't mess it up. Don't mess up what God has uh, established as, as taken for good and we using it for evil. Mm -hmm. And I know somebody that may be watching or listening uh we know people, we know people, us in this room, we know people that go game hunting. They go out and, and they go hunting. They hunt animals. They hunt uh, 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 birds and things like that. Uh, and then they take, they take the things back that's like souvenirs and they hang them up on their walls. And they may or may not use that as a, 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 as a, 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 they're worshiping that 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 what's what's the word I'm looking for that uh trophy. that trophy they they are worshiping that we got to make sure and be careful that we're not worshiping nothing but God we have to make sure that we're uh not uh neglecting God to go out and do some of the things for our own pleasures mm. well, what do you mean if you know, if you know that you are a Christian and God is number one in your life, a lot of people say God is number one in their life, mm -hmm. but you know how you know God is number one in your life? How you know it, You ain't going to put nothing in front of God. You ain't going to do nothing uh, uh, outside of the realm of God. You're going to make sure you do exactly what you do, uh, you're going to do it harder for God. You don't, You can go out in the world and you can go, you can, you can go to parties, you can go to clubs and things like that, mm -hmm. but don't put God to the side in order to 
for your own self pleasures. Amen. Mm -hmm. Let us always keep God first in everything that we do. Uh, I seen Elder Cole's hand up. Went around the 
went around the barricade. The arms was down. Mm-hmm. She went around them. Well, her tire got stuck where there wasn't no wood at. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get out. Train wiped them out. Mm-hmm. And the mama, to make herself feel better, and I understand why people do this, but to make ourselves feel better, we say stuff like, well, God don't make no mistakes, and God this. But she shouldn't have ran around the arms. Ooh. Why are you putting this on God? Ooh. And that's kind of what, what you know what, what, what you were talking about. When thing, when bad things happen, first thing we want to do is put it on God. But if we would just be obedient, this stuff wouldn't be happening. Mm. I don't know how long the train was, but all you had to do was wait. Oh, man. Look. So they got so much going on that people throwing God under the bus. Well, just like coronavirus. I, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. If the majority, not every last one of them, if the majority of God's people would just turn to him, humble mm-hmm. our ways, and bow down and pray to him, Corona will be face. gone tomorrow. We'll be gone tomorrow. I'm going to just let that saturate in on some people real quick. A lot of what's going on, we blaming it and putting it on God, but that's us. Then we throw God under the bus. Now look, it's funny that you said that. First of all, I'm going to say this. Elder said, uh, it's like that song I was listening to, Walter Hawkins. What is this? Mm-hmm. What is this? What is it that'll have us coming down here early on the Sabbath morning when it's raining outside? Come on, man. I'm sitting outside. I keep forgetting we got to get new keys made. Cause I'm coming too early, and I'm like, I'm getting. I'm like, oh, we gotta have new, new we gotta get some some keys made. But what is it that'll have us uh, coming down here on Sabbath? What is it? Just like uh, me and Pastor was talking. People, when we went to the game about three, four years ago, good thing that game wasn't outdoors. When we went to the uh, Cowboys game, because it was cold out there. I'm talking about I ain't never, 17. I ain't never been outside where it's been that cold because it's up north, so it's colder than it get down here. It was cold. Uh, but you got people that will miss. They got pastors that will put, they will let their associate pastor, they 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 elder, preach so they can go to a football game. Now you're neglecting God to go serve a, a worship a team that don't even really acknowledge you. So we got to make sure that we putting God first and we not putting him on the side for our own our own pledge, our own desires. Now I had the same question in my mind when you sit up there and you hear how these people uh how these people die. Oh, somebody got shot for robbing the store. That ain't God's will. That ain't God's will. I'm sorry. That is not God's will. That's you being ignorant and you done got dealt with. That's why you got to make sure that you not using your talents for the devil. You have to make sure. I know it's it's kind of off the lesson but you got to make sure that you're using what God has blessed you with. You got to use it for God. You can't go out there, God bless you with a talent of singing, and then you go out there in the world and you start working for the devil. 
Well, then God bless you with this talent. Now you using it for the devil. Now God ain't obligated to bless you. You know why? Because you serving your master and it ain't him. So the Lord alone, when you go out there and you look at, you look at the things that God has created, when you look at his, because Nehemiah says you, Nehemiah, you gave, gave host to everything. He gave, gave glory to God for everything. We step back and look at all the, amaze, the amazement in Nehemiah, what uh, Nehemiah 9 and 6 said. Psalms is amazed, at his, is amazed at his workmanship. You ever step back, the elder's a carpenter. Elder, you ever step back and you ever look at your work and you, and, and you look at it and you're like, man, I did my thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, what you think God is doing when he creates us and we doing it when it is well and God is stepping back and saying, man, look at, look at, look at my work. Look at how I, 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 this person is pleasing, it pleasing me. I'm glad that I have created this person. Not saying that God is uh, 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 upset that he created you, but one thing we learn here at Sabbath Rest is the difference between God's creation and God's children. I'm his child and he's created me. So I owe him everything. I owe him all the praise, all the glory and honor. I wouldn't be here today standing here teaching you the word if I didn't have God in my heart. So we got to make sure that we don't put nothing ahead of God. We have to make sure that God is the uh, numero uno, mm. de facto in our life. Amen. Well, now what we're talking about does go with this lesson. Because we're talking about education. Yeah. All right. Too many people don't understand what God's will is. God's will is that we all accept the Son and we be saved. That's God's will. Yeah. Stuff that happened, just go back to the story about King Hezekiah. God told him he was going to die, get you the house in order, but he prayed and gave him 15 more years. That was his will to live 15 more years. Mm -hmm. Now, what were them 15 years like? Did he go out and eat grass like a cow? Lost his mind? So we don't. You know, we want to say it was God's will. No, that's not God's will. God's will that we all come to accept the Son and have eternal life. That's God's will. Now, stuff that we do, like Pastor was saying, decisions we make. There's repercussions for every decision we make, good or bad. Amen. Sometimes we always just want to think about the bad consequences. Amen. Well, if we made the right decision and stopped putting them arms and sat there to the train with, by guess what? You would have lived. Oh, but all of a sudden now we want to make a mistake and now God's grace, oh, 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 grace, grace, grace. Yeah. No, he rather for you to be obedient, don't even need this grace. Amen. Now, once we make a mistake in something, you know what I'm saying? Like stuff happens to us all the time when we make bad choices. Well, that's his grace and mercy. And we get another opportunity to wake up and try to do it right the next time. Because what would have happened say they would have just gotten hit and they would have lived? Hmm. Don't you think the next time they came to a railroad crossing? You probably would have stopped. But they didn't have that opportunity. But stop, like, like Pastor said, stop saying God's will. When God's will, he tells you in his word what his will is for each and every one of us. Now, we just got life circumstances, situations, and experiences that we make a choice. Now, hopefully you accepted Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you make a bad, yeah. it could cost you your life. Amen. 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 I saw your hand up. I just want to kind of add to, uh, I guess, Mr. 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 Mr
original Godzilla from Captain Grand for about creation. Mm-hmm. And I was talking earlier about these guys that uh, you know, no one could man on schedule. Yeah. And you say pretty much when you were you know, uh, you know, the class, about, you know, man would have made the earth. You know, so what was all these doctors and professors when, when the earth was created? Bless us all yeah, with right. the ability to use our common sense and we just refuse to <laughs> see that and that shows you how you need God. God has to do has to has to do the thinking for some of us. He puts it up in here to us and then it goes to here. Now we can use this and we can make and then go out there. We can we can think about the stuff, we can say it, now we can go out there. But we not when we were young. And uh, unlearned and unsaved. We wasn't using, well, we was not using our common sense. <laughs> it ain't saying they admit it. We had youth on our side, though. It's okay to make stupid decisions when you're young. When you're young. But some of us are still old making dumb decisions. You know? So, uh, and just to kind of stay focused and make sure we uh, remain 
and focus. The plane can't fly without the resistance of the winds. Amen. The boat can't float without the resistance of the water. Christians would have no job without the resistance of atheists. See, you would have, without the adversary, remember, if God made the devil, created the enemy, mm -hmm. well, the enemy got a team. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really taken back and surprised when atheists, self-admitted atheists say, how do you feel? I don't want to call it stupid stuff, because that's that's disrespectful. Bible but Bible Christians do it. But we, just as vehemently as they speaking on what they believe, we have to be as vehemently speaking on what we believe. Amen. Because there's an adversary, Amen. there's an opposition to what Amen. we believe. Amen. So this is not meant for us to, and sometimes, sometimes as Christians, we think this is uh, supposed to be easy. This is a cakewalk. No, it's not. This is hard. We have an adversary. And when they asked me to pray the other night, it was on adversity. Yeah. Well, one of my main points in that prayer was is when you have adversities, you got to remember it's because you have an adversary. And the adversary is going to continually bring adversity. Mm -hmm. But our job is we are more than conquerors. So our job is to jump over, go around, barrel through yeah. adversity. Amen. Amen. And God has given us Amen. the power Amen. through Amen. the Ruach HaKadosh and through the blood the of the Son to be able to overcome adversity. So really, the way I'm starting to look at adversities now is I'm not even really doing nothing about them anymore. Y'all all know me in this room. I was a very forceful person, forcing my will to be done. And I felt my will was with God's will, so it was okay to force it. Well, I'm rethinking that whole thing now, and I'm sitting back praying and then watching God. Watch this. What our song say? Uh, let go and let and I pray to watch God change things. And what's going to happen? Watch God change things. That's in, in, in the Christian, our biggest weapon is our mouth. Amen. Because Jesus ain't never put his hands up and fought nobody. We can talk ourselves down. Amen. We get that word, we fortify that word, and when the adversary comes up, you whip him with the word. You prove him wrong with the word. Amen. 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 Even after 6,000 years of sin and thousands of years after the worldwide devastation of the flood, overwhelmingly powerful evidence exists, not just for God as our creator, but for the power and love and benevolence of this God as our creator. It's so powerful, in fact, that Paul in Romans 1, 18, 1, 18 through 21 says that those who reject this good will be without excuse on Judgment Day because enough about him can be learned from what he has made. In other words, they won't be able to plead ignorance, especially in a day and age in which many humans have come to worship the creation rather than the creator. How crucial that Christian education in the arts and sciences always work from the assumption that God is the creator and sustainer of all that exists. In the end, any ideologies and presuppositions that deny or exclude God can lead only to error. Worldly education all but works on the assumption of no God. Christian education must not fall into that trap, nor must it work, nor must it work even more subtly from the principles based on the assumption that there is no God. Either way, humans are bound to wind up in error. So this 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 statement is telling you, 
You can't, you can't do nothing without God. You can't think without him. You can't talk without him. You can't walk without him. You can't do nothing without God. And we, and we, I'm saying humans, we tend to walk around like it's us. It's me. It's me going out here, punching that time clock, making this money. Oh, it's me uh, doing this and this and that. Well, if you ain't got no God in your life, what is it? What, 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 what is it? Think about, think about all of those things that you that you look that you look around. Elder said it earlier. How can you go and and stand on the seawall or go onto the city hall to the topest floor and you look at the top floor and you see all that water? And you think just rocks and a wall holding that water together? You think uh, 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 the world turning on an axis? You think man put that there? No, it was God. God gave man the ability to go out there and design things like a car or, or, or to design things like how to build a skyscraper. But if you ain't got a, a God in your life, and, and and you could be smart smarter than anybody out there. You could be smarter than what's Einstein. He was a, he was a smart man, right? Einstein. You could be smarter than him. But without no God, there's nothing. It's you just a, you, it's just ignorance. It's just it's 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 just ignorance. So we have to have God in our life. Another one thing that caught it said worldly assumptions. Worldly education often works on the assumption of no God. Now look, I was going, this is what I was going. I got one thing that they taught me in school that I believe. There's one theory that I believe. You going to go there? Okay, so I was I was putting up the definition between assumption and presumption. That's why I wanted want somebody to go find assumption, the definition for assumption. And presumption. Now go ahead, go go finish your statement, and I got you, uh, Elder Cole. Go I ahead. believe in the Big Bang theory. The Big Bang theory simply says that all the universe came from from a, a, a clash of a loud noise that that burst the uh, the planets and the universe, the galaxies, the stars, and everything. Like, well, didn't God say that He spoke the creation into existence? So ain't that what the Big Bang Theory saying? There was one point of origin that was put. See, they just want to say it was a big explosion. But if you had nothing there, nothing from nothing leads nothing, where did the explosion come from? So I can see God speaking. Boom. That's how the word says that the universe was created. That's why you can look at the, you know, the green ooze and the lightning hit and all this other stuff they try to teach you. That's all on the assumption. First, the earth had to be here, and there had to be a piece of wood down there with the green news and the light. So all that, like like Elder was saying before, with scientists and all this, but where do you get it from? Where, where, where can your theory come from Amen. if there was nothing there to begin with? Amen. Amen. Elder Cole? Scientists took God upon the assignment, so he started getting all the, all the uh, 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 
DNA and all the eggs and all this other stuff that created another human, human, basically cloning a human. He said, okay, I got God now. So he brought all this stuff out there and started creating you. God said, hold up. He said, I want you to pick some dirt. <laughs> and I want you to create that. That's how I did. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So just out of dirt. Yeah, just out of dirt. So you may think you're smarter than God, but you ain't doing it how God did. And he said that he carefully made the woman. He carefully made the woman. And he just. I ain't seen a man yet take a real body. Nobody made a woman. Still yet. ain't seen it, huh? Amen. All the stuff he gathered up, it was still the stuff that God made. Yeah. 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 It was just like when Moses was dealing with, with, with Pharaoh and the magicians was doing, you know, they was they right. were doing what he did till the last one, you know. So you took stuff that was like, like the same thing. You took stuff that was already there and used it. So how did you make something, but you didn't yeah. create nothing? Go find a definition of presumption. I got the definition of assumption. And we kind of was using it kind of out of context, out of, out of context, because when we, we always start, when we assume something, we assume negatively. But it's presume. We presume, I presume that you got a white truck. You know what I'm saying? An assumption is a thing that accepted as true or certain to happen without proof. Well, really to assume means to take a position. Okay. So this con this this particular word assumption in this particular lesson should have been used a little differently. Uh, it says how crucial that Christian education in the arts and science always work from the assumption that God is the creator and sustainer of all that exists. We assume that. We assume that God is, we, he is the creator of all things. That There is no other creator but God. That's the position we take. That's the position we take as Christians. We take that position. But a non-Christian may presume, oh, you, you think that's what's happening, but that's not really. Okay. Well, presumption is an idea that is taken to be true and often used as the basis for other ideas, although it is not known for certain. Making a conclusion without having all the facts. Okay. Think about the incredible wonder and beauty in our world after sin. How can we learn to draw hope and comfort from it, especially in times of personal trials and suffering? Now, I came up with man. God created man, and after and after sin, uh, the creation of man is still existing. Uh, God's intent for man was to be just like him, to be able to 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 walk in the garden, to be able to go out healing and teaching, preaching the word of God. That was God's intent for us. Now, we let personal trials get in the way and we let things in our life happen and then it's like, and we say things like, oh, 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 I don't know why God created me. I don't know why God made me. Well, God didn't make a mistake when he made you. It's just, you just going through some trials and tribulations. 
tri some trials. I ain't gonna say tribulations. We just going through some trials, and and, and everybody gonna go through some trials. But then, when you get fortified in the Lord, when you get uh, 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 the Spirit of the Lord, that seed that He has planted in you, and you start to and it's starting to take root, and you starting to water your seed by by studying the Word, by uh, uh, listening to the Word, by in, uh, uh, encouraging people. You can't say a statement like God made a mistake when He made me. You can't use that because God don't make no mistakes. It's just us. Yeah, we mess some things up. And God is trying to show us. People get in debt behind some things. Take for instance, like you lose your job. And you get in debt. You start going get some, some things like you start borrowing against your 401k. You start borrowing against your credit card. And you start getting in debt. Things like that. God may let you. God may let you go, or will let you go through some things like that, just so He may get the glory. Because He, you ain't pulling yourself out. You gonna need God to help you pull you pull yourself out of some of the the nasty stuff we didn't got ourselves in. Think about some of the bad stuff we got ourselves in, and only God can pull us out. Think about it. Think about some of the stuff that we got ourselves in and only God can pull us out. We tried to pull ourselves out and we kept going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. It was like uh, uh, that movie on uh, uh, Blazing Sap. When people was on that thing, they were sinking in that quicksand. That's just like us when we trying to get, our, get ourselves out of, out of, uh, out of trouble, out of, out of situation. And it's something that we saying and we doing instead of getting us to sink. And then we like, oh Lord, we we call Lord, we 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 got the we got the wrist hanging out of the out of the mud. We need God in our lives. We need God in everything. Okay, so God had man came to mind. If God created us in His likeness and His image, we should be, we supposed to be doing the same things God did. We supposed to be going out and doing the same thing His Son Jesus did. We supposed to be going out there uh, seeking and saving those which are lost. Mm -hmm. We supposed to be going out there encouraging uh, the, uh, 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 the sinners to do right. Not judging them, but encouraging them. Telling them, hey, God understands. God sees you. God loves you. Don't ever think God can't take you out of the situation that you're in. But we need God. We need it. We can't do it by ourselves. And in this cosmos, in, in, in this world, uh, our solar system is about 6 billion miles across the galaxy. It's called the Milky Way. It contains roughly 400 billion stars, which are suns, each with its family of planets. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm reading some things, and I have the dates by this is coming out of the Bible. This is, it's, this is just references. Uh, this will make 46 trillion stars of suns in space. So you see all of these things? Man didn't do this. Man ain't going 6 billion miles across to put no stars in the sky. He can't. And I don't think it's a space suit. Be able to uh, 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 carry man 
that far away from, from, uh, from, from the earth. Only God. Only God. So when you standing outside and you and you and you gaze in the stars, you and your your boyfriend and your girlfriend and your husband and your wife and y'all having a picnic under the stars, ask yourself this question. Tell yourself, what a mighty God. Tell yourself what a mighty God. Because we need God. Elder Cole, I see your hand up. Yeah. So, but in the era of sin, we all have seen people. There's no doubt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We walk like take a day like this. We can walk outside on a sunny day. So it's a beautiful day. Mm -hmm. We walk outside on a day like there was a other day. You know, you, you see what I'm saying? So, but when we walk outside and say a other day, we don't lose hope because we know it ain't going to rain forever. Amen. 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 You know what I'm saying? Amen. 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 The, the term that you probably learn, I don't think it's a learning that it's going to be fixed. I want to close by saying this. Uh, we didn't get to Monday's lesson. Amen. Uh, I'm going to read this. It says that if our fallen world still looks so beautiful, who could imagine what it would have been like before the fall? And this teaches us that God indeed is the creator of the beautiful. Study of arts and science, and science can and should then draw us closer to the character and heart of, the, of God because we are part of God's own artwork and scientific phenomenon. We also can learn more about our own identity in Christ. I'm going to say this. Keep walking and talking with God. Keep growing in Christ. Keep growing spiritually. If, 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 if some things in the world kind of knock you, knock you down, don't let that stop you from serving God. You keep serving God, whether you're up, whether you're down, whether you're standing on your fall. You keep serving God. That shows faithfulness to God. God's going to show that, my child, you are faithful. And you have committed to me, and I'm going to bless you and, and put you over blessings over all things. But just remember, keep God first. 
Keep God first when you're dealing with arts and science because God's intention was for 